On this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, we catch up with Magic Sharpshooter Terrence Ross. Magic fans, the Florida Department of Transportation reminds you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. Lots to get into here with Magic Man Terrence Ross, including how he got the nickname Human Torch. We revisit that story, that fantastic night in Milwaukee where his nickname just absolutely took off. Also, what it means to be the elder statesman on a team of mostly younger players. Terrence Ross, the gamer. Could it possibly be a career after basketball? Oh, he's having a lot of fun with people following him on social media and while he's playing all these video games online. Lots to get into with Terrence Ross on this edition of Magic Pod Squad. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. This is Cole Anthony. This is Jalen Suggs. This is Paolo Bancaro of the Orlando Magic. And you're listening to the Pod Squad. And welcome, everyone. Great to have you with us for another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, David Steele, Jeff Turner. And we're joined by Terrence Ross. And surprisingly, we all have power after that storm. I am blown away, Terrence. I don't know about you. David never has power. I no. very seldom have power, but you came through this okay too, did you? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on my phone right now. So yeah, we we uh we still have power over here. Are you pretty good with these storms now? You're you're a pro. You've been seven years in Orlando. Um, yeah. So I mean, this is actually the first time we stayed through a hurricane. You know, on two of them, but um, it was uh it was definitely an experience. Uh, last night I woke up and kind of just. Kind of like the, the howling of the wind kind of woke me up and I kind of stayed up from like three to like five. And then I fell back asleep. No problem. Did you? Did you? Do, do, the, kid, do, do the kids freak out at all, Terrence, at your house? Mine sleep no, right through it now at this point. Yeah, no, they've slept through both of them like nothing ever happened. <laughs> well, tell us through, uh, I mean, I, I think it's hard for all the kids that age. I mean, at least mine, mine are typically hard going to sleep but then when they finally go to sleep they're they're okay but uh they get antsy in the house i don't know how yours are but they want to get out do you keep how do you um, keep them entertained Taryn? man right I'll, now take, they, I'll take all the ideas you got take them. <laughs> honestly they just been they actually been not bad um they you know of course they run around and chase each other for a little bit and, you know horse play a little bit but for the most part um you know, they've just been hanging out, you know, watching movies, hanging on the iPads. You know, it's like a day off for them. So we let them kind of just do what they want. Yeah, my kids always, when when a hurricane comes, you know, they're they're grown now. But their memories are, it was it was kind of like all the families together were watching movies. And, yeah. and so now, you know, my youngest will call from Dallas and say, oh, you're having a hurricane. I'm. She's got FOMO. She's fear of missing out because yeah. we're having so much fun. Yeah, at the house. <laughs> no, that's what it is. It's a free day for them, man. They don't. They, yeah. For them, they kind of like, yeah, we don't have to go to school. Okay, we'll take anything over not going to school. So, I mean, yeah, they're they're enjoying it right now. How much of it though is that if your kids get along with each other, then that that makes it somewhat easy. But if you have two kids that are at each other's throats constantly then it can be a nightmare for 24 hours. What about your kids, Terrence? They, they, I mean, there's a mix, mix. I mean, for the most part, they, they get along <laughs> great. They have, you know, their iPads out, they, they're calm, but like, yeah, there's the, definitely when they're getting tired towards the end of the day, they start, you know, fussing and going at each other and arguing about nothing. But 
for the most part, it's still early in the day. It sounds like you know, David was speaking from experience, guys. Yeah, what, yeah what, I think I, you're. Yeah, yeah, we, we got to hear we've about been, that. No, that's yeah. a different. That's for a different show. That's, uh, that's just that kids. also that also <laughs> comes because da- yeah, David never has power yeah, ever too. at his house. Yeah. Like yeah, he's never true. have never has that's power true. at his house. No, so we, he's got to come we're up good. with things. This this one was good. This one treated me good. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Yeah, you know, Darren's a lot of outages around here, but. We're He's good. got a Terrence has a son that plays in a in a basketball league, same as my daughter's, and they actually played. We actually I hear, played. I've heard that. Yeah, we played against yeah, Terrence's son, and just like yeah, his we ran dad, into each other a couple of times, a couple of times, just like his dad, he hit about a thirty footer at the end of the first <laughs> half one day. Oh yeah, I remember that. One. <laughs> you remember shot. that one? He just yeah, pulled out. Shot. Right? Is he enjoying it? Is he like? Is he like oh, playing? Of course. Yeah, he loves sports, man. He loves everything from basketball, hockey. Uh, football. He's a, he's a big sports fan. Baseball, of course. I guess one of his favorites. That's awesome. So hockey. So you learning hockey? Do you are you all into hockey too? Yeah, I mean, I I being in Canada. I mean, I growing up, I I used to watch, I used to watch a little bit of hockey, but I think my time in Toronto kind of put me on to a lot more hockey just because it was the main sport out there. So I got a good dose of it. This might be our chance. Can you explain curling to David? Can curling. You expl- <laughs> <laughs> like uh what's like the little bargain that you always it's like shuffleboard yeah it's like shuffleboard <laughs> it's shuffleboard on ice it's like yeah it's like what hmm, ping pong is to tennis kind of in a way so like it's it's pretty much like a skill game where you're just trying to get closest to the center trust me that that was always can you explain can you can you explain this to me Taryn? this is something i've always wondered when we go to toronto it's a beautiful city you know, it is. It's a it's a great North American city. But you turn on the television and if there's a big college basketball game or a big college football game, all I can find is curling. I, I can't curling. find anything except hockey and curling. I can't find on TV. Is that yeah. is that just in the hotels? Do they just do that to us in the hotels? <laughs> no. Or, or is that is that nationwide phenomenon? That's that's nationwide because I, I would do I would pretty much come home after games and, you know, turn the, the highlights on or turn sports center on. And yeah, it would be a quick glimpse of the Raptor game, whatever the Maple Leafs did. And then if there was the Olympics on, they definitely had the curling up. So uh, yeah, I definitely, I got Canada's a different place. It's, it's funny, but uh, yeah, I definitely know what curling is. I feel like I have to ask. This is a, a I got this is my issue with curling. I, I want to know, Terrence, is it a sport? Or is it a game? Now you you compared it to a bar game, so it's, it's a game, right? Oh, it's a sport to me. Um, <laughs> you have okay. to have like you have to have precision. You have to have an eye for it. I don't I don't think everybody's gonna go out there and do the same thing because there's some people can put that put the the I don't even know what you call it, but the whatever you're shuffling down the, the ice, they put that thing yeah. on the mark. So. Uh, it's definitely one. I mean, after watching it for 20 minutes, you kind of get lost into to what you're watching and you're kind of like, okay, I'm starting to understand this. That was a good shot. But um, I, I got to yeah, ask you this. Are they athletes? Are they athletes? <laughs> oh, I bet you they are. I bet you they are, man. Because going out there and being on the ice and like that lunging form that they do, I'm sure that would get a lot of people, non athletes. So, some of them I've seen just don't look like athletes, but I, I couldn't be. David, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a lot of letters from yes, curling people yes. now. You're gonna get a lot of letters from from from. You're just insulting everyone that that plays curling. Just go right down the just, line. Like, just observations I've made over the years. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> but but Terrence, Terrence, tell the guys you you're a big sports fan. You had a good experience when our last trip to New York. You got to go oh, yeah. to uh, the the ALCS at Yankee Stadium, and I know that was a, a bucket list thing for you. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I went with Sid, and we went, I went with Joel, and we went to. It was like I forgot what game it was. It was game four or five. I think, I think. it was game. I think it was game Randall four because it was the game Randall that they. Uh, yeah. yeah, the game that they were going to sweep. Yeah, so I remember. I think it was at game five. We had just landed in New York, and thank God there was rain delay because that gave us some time to kind of catch up. But um, yeah, me, Sid, and Joel, we all take the subway um to Yankee Stadium, and for me, like I've been to New York tons of times, but I've never been to Yankee Stadium. So for me, that was always like a bucket list. So. Sid happened to get some really good, amazing tickets in the um, in the family section of all places for the Yankees. Right. So we we went early to the subway, got there. It was amazing. I was a tourist, took pictures, walking around. We did a giant loop around the stadium just to look. Nice. And then, um, yeah, we, we got to watch the game for a little bit. Do you think Sid has dirt on everybody? Like literally, <laughs> right? Don't you think? For him to yeah, be able to it, get <laughs> – yeah, Sid's privy to everything, to everyone. Like, he, he knows, he knows, he, he knew the stadium. Like, it's funny because when we get up to the stadium, like, you know, there's long lines trying to get into the, to the, like, the gate. Mm-hmm. And somehow, Sid finds a side entrance. Not like it's like we, we take, we take a shortcut to cut the entire line and then we take a shortcut, like, into the building. And then he's like, yeah, I've been here a ton of times. Like, I know where it, was. So it was. It felt like it felt like it was Amway the way he was walking us around. So it was really cool. Um, perfect guide for that experience for me. Terrence, what's that? I mean, you're you're an athlete at the high the highest level you can compete at. What is it like? You, you're such a sport. We talked about it in the hallway before you were getting ready to go. Like you, you like the history of the parks and mm-hmm. and going to going to see other stadiums. What's that like for you? Um, it's cool. Um, I always been a sports fan growing up, and I mean, playing video games, you kind of get like a micro taste of like what the arena feels like and what it is. So for me, I was always kind of interested to like going to different arenas and different cities and different stadiums and different ballparks. And uh, I mean, it was, I had like a great chance like to go see Aaron Judge hit a home run, go see the Yankee Stadium in the playoffs, like under the lights. Like I thought it was something I wasn't going to miss. And uh, I'm glad I didn't, but I, I for sure have a good time just as a, a casual sports fan, going from city to city, catching other games, going to different arenas. Like it's, it's such a different, like it's a feel from, you know, what I do, all the time and going into arenas because it doesn't feel like that when I'm when I have to play. It feels more like an office. But um yeah, it's, it's definitely fun for me though. I, I got a feeling that if you go with Joel Glass to a major league game, you also learn the subtleties of umpiring. Mm-hmm. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's what Joel watches. I'm sure you got an education. No, for sure. He was telling me about uh the times he's um some games and he knew a couple of the players uh, that were on the on the mound and the dugouts. And Sid's a ginormous baseball fan, so that was always fun. Like he knew everything that was going on. Uh, but, I mean, it was fun, man. Uh, I kind of have a good feel for baseball, so it was fun to see it in person and not like through the TV or playing a video game. But did Joel? Did but you- did Joel waste your your time by like pointing out 
the right field umpires positioning yeah. and how oh no was trust me, trust me. I, I, I was very i was hip to all that i knew exactly how to, to i knew exactly what he was talking about i wasn't lost in any of that well i i <laughs> I, I, I wanted to make sure he wasn't just overwhelming you with with garbage because to me i'm not there to watch the right field umpires positioning. i'm there to watch everybody else hey you mentioned the gaming you mentioned the gaming terrence can you i People can do this professionally. I'm looking at I'm looking at your Twitch followers. I'm looking at your YouTube followers. I'm looking at all the right all the channels that you can go on and play these games, and people can chat yeah. with you. And like I mean, that is that something? If you weren't playing basketball, would you be going down that road? You think? I mean, hopefully, I would try, and that's definitely you know it would be fun for me. Like uh, it's like a second career for me almost. Like I have buddies that make a lot of money, you know, you know, playing video games and streaming all the time. So it's cool to interact with them kind of get like tips on how to build my platform and build my stream and and to kind of make it fun and the things I should and shouldn't do so it's, it's definitely been fun can you, what have you can learned because I see that I see the chats and there's got to be a business model there right I, I see the <laughs> no, chat sure. you'll you'll answer anything you'll answer any question that comes in yeah no for sure I mean it's, it's really the biggest part about it. it's just engagement like the fact that you know a lot of people just see me as an athlete and when they see me gaming it's, it's like a different feel. Like there's a ton of athletes that stream, but they might stream once every few months or a few times throughout the year. So like the fans who are like, you know, really faithful to Twitch and who have like favorite streamers, they're, they're on Twitch all the time. Like they're constantly watching their favorite streamers, you know, play or interact with them a few times a week. So I think the biggest thing that I learned, you know, just talking to them was just trying to be consistent with it and just trying to build like a regular schedule. And I, Clearly, it's like my job now trumps everything. Right. So, like, I go yes. around that. But for the most part, like, I try to stay consistent. I try to stream, you know, four or five times a month. Um, and it also helps, too, because I have a YouTube page where I store all my content from the streams and any other things I might be doing at any other events I have. I, I just kind of filter it all through there. Um, my my uh, TikTok is – TikTok's amazing. Like it's it's so different from Instagram and Facebook and all those yeah. other apps and, and Twitter that like there's so much more traffic in there and the numbers are different. They kind of correlate different from each app. And I feel like a lot of people are spending the most time on TikTok. So yeah. uh it's just been fun seeing how you know I'm building, you know, this whole brand that I have and you know, all the opportunities I'm having because of it. Because it was tough. Like the first, you know, few months I was doing it, it was really slow. I didn't have any people view it but I think the more I started to to stream and the more I started to kind of get out there I think people started to like recognize that and it's funny now every game so far we go to it's always people in the crowd saying hey I love your streams I love your Twitch uh, <laughs> is that right yeah like and I'm I'm having people coming up to me saying like oh my son said that you're a streamer and I was like but he didn't know that you're a basketball player so I was just like <laughs> okay that's that's, that's amazing that's like you know at least i feel like i'm doing something right or going in a step in the right direction yeah. so it's been fun challenging but um yeah i'm sticking with it how, so how much time terrence are you spending doing that you think a, a week a week um it's tough because you know our schedule is so kind of up and down and we're all over the place but for sure i try to stream maybe twice three times depending on how much we're here i try to stream right. for maybe an hour or two um just something like enough just to get some good content to put on YouTube and kind of, you know, keep the buzz rolling and kind of keep the mm -hmm. momentum flowing. So not, not a little bit. 
And what's your and what's your go to games? Do you mix it up? Or are you strictly like whatever so game I, is hot at the moment? Or yeah, well, it's a little bit of everything. Um, and I mean, pretty much my fan, like the fan base, will let me know kind of you know what they want me to do or what game is fun that everybody's kind of into at the moment. But it's so weird. People love watching me play two K and watch me play basketball. So hmm. uh, it's funny. Um, I I do that, and it's cool because it kind of. It's a little more, yeah, you go. But uh, it's a little more personal because I feel like it's kind of me being me in my own, you know, just zone. And I think that it's easy for me to flow and hang out with people and interact with people. But there's other times I'll play other games that people completely know me just as like a streamer in that realm that plays that one specific game. So I play everything from Call of Duty to Madden to 2K to, you know, massive RPO games. Uh, I mean, I play a little bit of everything, so I think that's the, the beauty of it. Have you talked to the Magic Gaming folks now to get you a tryout? I, I don't see how we couldn't <laughs> have you on the Magic Gaming team. No, no, I, I, uh, I actually went to their to their gaming facility last or this past summer. I hung right. out with them. I got to play uh, some games, run some practice with them, um, hang out in the facility, talk to the guys. So uh, that, that was really fun. Um, Definitely got to do that again because, you know, they're actually doing pretty well. Um, when I got there, they just traded for, like, a up-and-coming, like, really good player. And um, they ended up winning, I think, like, the three-on-three uh, championships for the league. So they definitely had a good year. Could you hang with so, them? Are you good enough to hang with those guys? Yeah, or, no. Or? I, I uh, No, we were, I was playing – we were playing, um, like, full, like, you know, full games. And I was, I was helping. I was holding my own. I was doing really nice. well. So I definitely – would love to, to do that some more because that was fun. We got to get that done, don't we, Dante? That is, Guys, that's I mean, a slam that, dunk. That's, that should be no brainer. No brainer in the off season for sure. I would think it'd have been more like you know me or Dante taking you on one on one. You know, wow. I mean, that wouldn't go well, but <laughs> totally. you're saying you can hold your own with the gaming guys, right? For sure. Yeah, it was fun. Because, I mean, they might know how to play the video game, but I know how to play basketball. So I feel that yes. I feel like that kind of levels the playing field a little bit better. So yes. uh, I definitely, you know, always have a chance. I like that. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, give us an update on, on the team here, Terrence. Where, how are we feeling? We're, what? We are 12 games in right now. I know there were big expectations at the start of the season. We got to yeah. get healthy for God's sakes for three years. We've been the most injured team in the league. I think we could start there probably, but well, how, how, what's your assessment here? 12 games in. No, nah, for sure. We've definitely been, it feels like with all the injuries for the past three years, it feels like we're playing with like one hand behind our back. Um, right. Like we missing like almost like a, a whole nother team sometimes, but I mean, that's that's how it goes. Um, but, you know, our guys are doing a good job of handling adversity. The spirit is still good. Um, we're playing a better brand of basketball, we're playing the right way. So it makes it easier to kind of get over these losses. We don't really linger as much. And, I mean, last year it was tough because, you know, after, after halftime last year, that third quarter would kind of get away from us. And, you know, the games would usually be kind of over by the fourth quarter. But, you know, every game this year we've been in, had opportunity to win it down the stretch. So, you know, we're going, we're taking steps in the right direction and um, we're, we're making everything competitive. So that's all we can ask for. And eventually they're going to start snowballing, you know, snowballing into W's and we're going to start going in the right direction. But uh, it takes time, man. You know, we're, we're playing the right way, but it takes time. 
How would you describe how, how you're playing differently this year? What Because you said we're playing the right way. What What's the difference in the way the team is playing as opposed to last year's ball club? Just the flow of offense. Um, the way we play is, is, is a lot more efficient, a lot more fluent. Uh, it gives guys more opportunity to drive and, and, and make plays. Uh, last year, I felt like, you know, there's a lot of our offense was kind of stagnant a little bit. And the coaches did a great job of coming back this summer and kind of helping us, you know, smooth out the offense and make it run a lot better. So it, it's it's been much easier to go out there and play and get in the rhythm for everybody. And, you know, we put a lot more pressure on the rim than we did last year. And I, I think that's just kind of opening things up for, for everybody and uh, giving everybody space to create. But we definitely are – you know, playing a lot better. Tell us about Paulo. Tell us about your new addition. I mean, there seems to be so much interest. And I could you, I know you know he's good. I know you saw him in practice. I know you saw all that. But did you think it would translate this quickly to, to what he's doing here on the floor already? No, man, you can see he has a natural, you know, knack for scoring and and, t- and playing well in big moments. And you can, you can see it, man. He's a special, special player. Uh, that's why I was so excited when we drafted him because he just his his upside, his potential is just so much more than I felt like anybody else that was on the board. So um, it definitely is working out. He's he's coming along really fast. Like he's he's amazing offensively. The kid can do just about everything. Um, he has great sides. He has a good feel for the game. His IQ is high. He's just, he's a he's a fun player to watch, man, and and it's it's been a joy watching him up close doing his thing because you're gonna look back on this because you know you might have a special career. But you're gonna look back yeah. and be like, you saw it early. Terrence, what what is it like for you now? At you look at our roster and you look at years pro, and you're clearly <laughs> the, the, the grizzled vet on this team. What is it? And I know just from being in our office, I remember what it was like when I was in my office at 25 and I am nowhere near 25 anymore. What is it like for you now to be the guy that everybody looks to as the veteran on a team? Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's different than it was, you know, a few years ago, we had, you know, some older guys, we had guys a little more my age. Um, but now it's just kind of just moving into a different role. I mean, it's just a different part of my career. Um, that I'm adapting to and kind of getting used to, you know, what the team needs and uh, kind of how we're playing. So we're for sure going the right way. And it's, I'm feeling comfortable I'm in rhythm. Uh, I feel like I'm helping a lot on the, on the court. So I definitely, uh, I'm definitely, you know, accepting it and embracing it. Hey, you talked about in the background. That's that's oh. Coach Park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We heard him. We, 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 <laughs> we heard him. Somebody we let him out, would you? See, <laughs> so you talked about uh, a little bit about Paolo and everything, but like this is your eleventh year in the league, and like how in your how is the game just in those eleven years when you see guys like Paolo and and Bowl, uh, the size of the guys and what they're able to do? Just your sense of how just the game has changed. Um, the way it's played, the way it's coached in, in those years since you came into the league? Um, yeah, it's it's been crazy. Uh, I felt like I got here right during the transition from, you know, the four or five bigs that played down low um, to the positionless basketball that is, you know, the five-out offense that pretty much everybody runs and 
you know, one through five can shoot the three at a high level. And it's just a completely different game than it was. Um, I got here right when, you know, we there was four and fives on the court where, you know, we ran floppy a lot and you could go off either baseline and you knew you were going to get a big screen from a big guy. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, okay, there's four guards out here and, you know, their center is six, seven. And, you know, everybody's picking and rolling, picking and popping. So it's, it's just a different game completely. And, you know, adjusting to it has been it's been fun. Uh, you know, it's been it's been interesting because every coach kind of has a little bit of like the old ways in them. But now, like, I think I'm in a completely different zone to where the NBA is completely different. Um, you know, the coaching's different. The way we practice is uh, the practice are different. Gameplay is different. Game style. So it, it's been fun. Uh, I'm definitely, you know, blessed to be in this position to see both. Is there anything wrong with positions, though? Am I wrong about that? Like, can we have positions sometimes? Can we, or is it, or is this, or is this, or is this better? Or do you like this better? Um, I think it's better. Um, because especially in our case, we have, you know, yeah, a yeah, big true. follow that kid be a mismatch on everybody. So in our, in this case, for us, it works. It's perfect. Um, it makes it that much more interesting because, like, we have a mismatch. We are, you know, we have. Yeah biggest lineups in the, in the NBA and it makes it hard for teams to adjust you know certain guys that they want to pick on in the defense it's harder to pick single players out it's harder to run your offense when you have four seven footers out there so <laughs> it's 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 just a different game now but it's it's definitely working in our favor you know, Jeff and I were talking the other day about uh, about Paolo. He, he's he turns twenty, I think, just in a couple of days. But he, but right now he's still a teenager. Um, but uh, like JT and I were saying, players know when they're playing with with great with greatness. And Absolutely. even though he's not, even though he's nineteen, how how long did it take from him arriving? And you're you're a thirty one year old vet. I mean, we got other veterans on this team and around this team. How long did it take to realize? This guy is, is is special. He's different. Um, I mean, honestly, personally, for me, I, I mean, when I saw him playing Duke, I, even before you know, I knew he was going to be number one pick or he was going to the drive or anything. Is you can kind of tell, like that kid has like a special game. Like I've never seen anybody that size handle the rock, move, play inside and out. Like he dunks on people with sheer force but he can also, like, cross them up and shoot three. So, like, I think right then and there, like, you notice, like, he could be a generational talent. Like, he could be one of the guys that could be a prototypical, like, build for the years to come. So, I mean, when we got him, it was just exciting because you knew what he was capable of before, you know, you ever seen him play live. Um, but even still, like, it's his comfort. He's just so comfortable out there that when he got out there, it felt like nothing was speeding him up or slowing him down. He was getting everything he wanted. Um, you can still tell that he's trying to figure things out, trying to be more efficient and like how he can get to his spots. But he's he's really good, man. I mean, I it's hard to really compare him to anybody. Like he's he he's just one of those Pacific Northwest guys, like those Seattle guys know how to play ball. Like they all have that type of game where they can do just about everything. And he has the size to do everything. So um, it's been fun to watch. Does he have, is there somebody T that you look at? We get asked all the time, who's he like? Who's he comparable to? What, you know, something like, is he, 
Is he just special in his own way, or does he remind you of maybe a combination of players? I mean, it's kind of like – it's almost like he plays like Julius Randle, but in reverse. Like, if Julius Randle was trying to play like somebody, it would be like Paulo Bancaro because what Julius does is very, like, fine-tuned and, like, he's worked to do that. But what Paulo does – is like a very natural, cleaner version of like how he plays, and it looks a lot nicer. Like, it's, I think for the past few years, like maybe two, three years, Julius Randle's been playing how he does, like off the dribble, shooting threes, doing yeah. you know bully ball, this and that. But he wasn't always doing that when he got into the league. Like he had to learn that. And yeah. with Paulo, his game is very natural in that, so it looks much cleaner, much more fluid, and it's much more like jaw dropping because he has the size to like actually play the five. But when you see him handle the rock, it's like, okay, he can come off pick and rolls, the lobs, find the weak side corner. Like he does so many different things that like it's, you can tell it's very natural. Like he didn't just learn that. Do, do oh. Seattle guys and Portland guys get along, Terrence? Or we, we don't have any beef there, do we, that I don't know about? And no, it's always, you know how it is. Like, you know, Pacific Northwest, like we run into each other a lot. We always play each other. So it's like that respected camaraderie of just like rivals. And But still off the court, we're pretty good friends with a lot of, you know, guys from that area. So it's it's a, it's a nice little respective brotherhood type of thing. I know, obviously, you went to school. You went to Washington long after his parents did. But did you know about his mom and, and the scoring record and, and all no. that? Was there? Okay. Gotcha. I know, so yeah, gotcha. no. he was. It's so funny. He was talking to my son last night. My son got his autograph, and um, he ended up telling my son. He was like, "You know, when I was your age, I used to watch your dad play at UW all the time." And it's just <laughs> weird because my son's eight, and Paulo's nineteen, and it's just like, bro, like that's literally that was just a few years. It's just crazy how how time works. But it's just like, yeah, man. It's like he was literally one son of mine ago That's and now amazing. he's a man child who's out here averaging 25 23 whatever it is so <laughs> it's crazy to see his uh, his mom his mom was a great player obviously your mom was a great player is there mm-hmm. anything to uh because i've seen i've read some things that paolo said his mom really taught him how to play basketball the women's game teaches you how maybe to play better away from the ball cutting and screening and and that sort of thing fundamental basketball is there something to that you know players men who who were who were coached by their mothers who were great basketball players man i think bad i think it's just when you have when your parents are hoopers they just they pass the game on to you and that's just how it goes mom dads whoever it is man you got a family full of hoopers and everybody's played at a high level it's natural that you just pick up on certain things so That's funny because because your parents Jeff's aren't kid, your parents Jeff, aren't hoopers, George. <laughs> no, no, my dad, my yeah. dad liked to my dad liked to fish. So there, <laughs> and then and then I played basketball all the way through high school, and then my kids play lacrosse. So they they, they yeah. <laughs> didn't translate. Uh, I, I know where you were going, George. You're going to say, yeah, my my yeah my my girls looked at me and was like, nah, <laughs> we don't want any part of that. I'm a failure as a father. I I couldn't pass uh, on the. Uh, <laughs> I failed to. I failed to. It's okay. Terrence, I want to go back to uh, Milwaukee a few years ago. A lot of nicknames don't stick. Okay. And Dante came to you and said, you know, what do you you think about the human torch? 
And here we are so many years later, that one stuck and I like yeah. it and I love it. I want to get your take on maybe <laughs> that night when take. Dante talked to you about it and, yeah. uh, and how many people come up to you now and call you the human torch. No, for sure. I'll, I'll always remember that. I mean, it's so funny. Somebody on my uh, Twitch stream asked me that just the other day, like, how'd you get the nickname torch? I went through the whole story, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It, it all happened. We were on the road in Milwaukee and he came to me for the game. He's like, yo, it's like, you've been having a hot start. You know, off the bench, uh, and we kind of trying to figure out a nickname for you that that people like. Because I remember before that, people were saying like microwave 2.0, but that's that one was a little clunky. But uh, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, and I remember you saying like, oh, you know, you like comics, like what about the Human Torch? And I was just like very nonchalant. I was like, yeah, whatever you guys want. Like I'm not even <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever you guys throw out there. Um, that one happened. Whatever, whatever gets you, Dante, to end this conversation. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I was just like, yeah, I mean, that works. I mean, that's what you guys like. And um, yeah, it, it's stuck. I mean, to this day, people call me that. Like every every Twitch stream, somebody's saying, hey, Tori, what's going on? Or somebody around town. Or, even in New York, somebody called me that at the Yankee game. Somebody was like, hey, human Tori. I was just like, what? I had a hoodie on. I was like, there's no way you can just saw that quick. <laughs> Figure out who I was in my It's crazy. So I think Human Torch is probably, out of all the nicknames I've had in my life, T. Ross is definitely always going to be number one. But number two is probably going to be Torch. Yeah, but T. Ross is easy. I mean, that's your initial and yeah. last name. Everybody can come up with that one. But like, I wonder if it's just because everybody knows, too, that you're a comic fan and everything else. And maybe that's why it sticks. I don't know. I love it. It's it's nah, the best one we've it, had in a while. No, nah, I think it's strictly because of just the basketball. I think it's just because you guys like because it's weird. Like people, they'll I've had people say, hey, like, especially on my Twitch stream, because like my whole background and setup is just like all the things I like and there's comics back there you know, guitars and cars, all types of stuff. So it's weird. People are like, oh, Human Torch. And then they'll be like, oh, you're in the comics? And it's just like, how did you not put that together <laughs> when you're saying, hey, Torch? Like, what? So it's just, yeah. it kind of just says, like, hey, they just think of me as like the the Hooper. And I get that, but then also it's kind of surprises people when they see the comic books in the background and start, you know, asking about comic books. So I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> It just That's fits great. all the boxes. It's just, uh, yeah, it really is just the perfect nickname. For sure. It's worked well for you. All right, it's fun it's for funny. us. It's fun it's, for us, too. Oh, it's because it's lit. When it's lit, you know, you get a couple in a row, torch is lit, let's go. And let's like, go. I think it has certainly has been here recently. How much are you enjoying the podcast? I, I think about, obviously, we're Orlando Magic Pods go on, so we're more magic-centric. Yeah. You can go wherever you want. You can go any no, direction, sure. right? And you do. You take advantage yeah. of it. Yeah, no, that, that's, I mean, I'm always talking about basketball. People always, you know, recognizing the basketball. And that's, that's completely fine. I love it. But at the same time, it's like my, my podcast is kind of like something I can do that's just all about, you know, me and my buddy's interest and the things that we're into and stuff we talk about. So it's a nice little breather from, you know, the typical basketball. Did you cover all top. And you know what he's got that we don't have, guys, is a sponsor. You see it right there on his shirt? He's got yeah. <laughs> that's called a sponsor. And we don't have any of those. Wondered what that was. <laughs> <laughs> but A Game's great, right? Johnny Damon and his company. That's yeah. been a pretty good. You've you've enjoyed working with them. Yeah, it's crazy. We're actually neighbors, so uh, I see oh, him. Okay. And our kids are like you know friends, and their kids are usually always over here playing on the outside in our backyard, or vice versa. So 
uh, I definitely have a good relationship with him, and, you know, we're always kind of hanging out. Who's your neighbor, George? Uh, not Johnny Damon. No. <laughs> no, not Johnny Damon. No. Hey, nope. real quick, real quick, nope. Terrence, we got a couple of questions from fans, and then we'll let you we'll let you get on your way. But this is great. I know fans are, are always interested in catching up with you. You mentioned some sports and some things that you might do, but everyone wants to know what sport you would play if it wasn't basketball. I think we'd all be interested in it. Wasn't basketball? I want to say football, but I was so skinny and I'm still skinny that like, I just don't know if my body would have held up with a crazy physical sport like that. Um, but yeah, but it would probably be either baseball, football or baseball. Did you play probably, baseball? Play football. Yeah, I, I played baseball growing up um, to about like fifth or sixth grade. And then after that, I was like, ah, I'm just going to focus on basketball. See, David played baseball. I would think that is the hardest thing to do. In all of yeah. sports, it's someone firing a baseball 100 miles an hour and you having to time it with a bat. Yeah, yeah, baseball, thank God I ain't getting into baseball because they're, they're always on the go. They have no time. They play year-round. Um, it just never stops for them, man. They live at the stadium. So I'm just like, I think I picked the right sport. All right, they Terrence. Also get, uh, they also get hurt. They run for 30 yes. seconds a night, and they're all hurt. I don't and understand that's because it. they don't run at all, except <laughs> after, like, maybe, you know, spring training, they'll, they'll get in shape. Right. And after that, it's back to not running. <laughs> not running Any sport you can eat while you can play, that's probably, yeah. Sure. yeah, probably yeah anyway, all right. So or smoke the, a uh, cigarette. <laughs> or smoke a cigarette, yes. <laughs> So the city, our, our new city uniforms just dropped, uh, you know, about a week before this is going to, this is going to air here. What has been your favorite uniform that you've had since, since joining the magic? Which one was your favorite? Um, I would say number one are the classic pinstripes, the blue pinstripes that we had maybe like three seasons ago. Um, and then we had a Jersey that was white and it had like the blue uh, like panel down the side and it was had like the stars on it. And I think it was like kind of reminiscent to like those early mm. like T-Max. Those are my second favorite. And then third would be, third would probably be any of the black jerseys. I love the black jerseys. Jeff, are you are you going to miss the orange ones now that we're not doing the, the no, orange ones? No, T-Max, you didn't like the orange ones, did you? No, I didn't like I didn't like the pewter gray and I didn't like the orange yeah, stuff good, with it. Good. It just felt lazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> felt lazy? He fact said it felt lazy. Lazy. It felt lazy. Oh, O-R-L. Nice. O-R-L. And then right. just yeah. a little bit of orange yeah. and gray. Like, come on, man. Can't do better. <laughs> no, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. And orange orange is lazy too. That's just me though. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Dante. <laughs> That's just me. You're exactly That's the Tennessee right. thing though. <laughs> Playing at Vanderbilt. Vooch and Evan. Are you, they, a lot of questions about Vooch and Evan. How much do you miss those guys? And are you still in touch with Vooch and Evan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, our families are pretty much in touch, too. I know my wife keeps up with Evan's wife. And I, I actually, just before the season started, because um, Vooch, he still has a home out here in Orlando. And so whenever he comes back in town, we'll sometimes catch lunch or, you know, catch up for a little bit or just hang out. So, um, yeah, I definitely talk to those guys pretty much regularly awesome there right, we have well, my last one here is fans want to know you've done both you've started and you've come off the bench so do you prepare differently uh depending on what coach is going to tell you your role is going to be that night 
Um, no. Uh, I think it's just the same level of focus and you know readiness just to come in and make an impact. And then regardless if you come in at you know twelve on the clock or you you come in at five on the clock, you just gotta stay ready. All right, last one for me. Childhood idol. Who is your childhood idol? Young Terrence Ross growing up. Kobe. Kobe. Kobe Bean. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you have one outside of bat? Did, what, was there one in music? Was there uh, anyone else outside of basketball? Man. Bat, Batman. Was, bat, was Batman your Batman, idol? Batman. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite superheroes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't relate with that billionaire orphan. Also no. true. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't me at the time. Also I can, true. I can relate to Kobe. I had, I had a fro back in the day. I would say Kobe and T Mac. I oh, wore good. number one because of T Mac, and then I had a fro because of Kobe. So, what have you, did, did you get to? Have you gotten to meet T Mac? Talk to T Mac? I mean, no, for sure. I uh, I've met T Mac a few times, and um, yeah, my wife. I think for one of my birthdays, got me a T Mac signed jersey, which is super dope. I still have in my closet. Yeah. Awesome. That's fantastic. All right. Last thing, Terrence, Bull Bull. What can it do? There seems to be a fascination with Bull Bull. I, I I'm you. not, right? You said that on, on uh, Media Day. You said this it guy is. can play. He can handle, right? Is it already doing what you already knew, or does he still surprise you? Well, tell us about Bull. No, everything about Bull surprised. Like, are you. Even when he walks in the room, you never get used to it. Like he's just <laughs> extremely tall. Um, um, he's just like a giant man, child, baby, child. Like he's just huge, and he's so like. And you, if you met Bo, you know, like he's soft spoken. Yeah. He's kind of super chill. Like even during the the you know starting five announcements when they call his name, he doesn't never run out the tunnel. He just yeah, why kinda, is that? Do we know what that's about? He just. Because it's bull. He just he's he's just very low key. He wants to be out of the spotlight, like and he's just chilling. Like, so it feels like you never get to see him. It's still, it feels like when you see him on the court, like you're seeing like a unicorn before it disappears for until God knows when until you see him again. So it just <laughs> that's, that's why everybody's so Absolutely, like he's he's just it's hard to describe. Him. He's like a freakish, mythical alien. <laughs> play basketball like the stuff he does doesn't look real and it's just like no matter how many times you see it you just don't get used to it because it's like who's playing like that that's all and, and now it's weird that you have like victor Wumba Biamba coming into yeah, the league right. but like i'm sorry like he bold just he just looks different when bold does it and in a good way because like he, it's just such a mismatch people don't know how to approach him or know how to guard him or know how, you know what his comfort level is because he feel like you can get physical with him but he's still seven foot two and he can just drop the ball into the basket over your head. So it's like yeah, he, he's definitely an enigma for the league to, to kind of figure it out. The energy, so, the energy that the arena gets when he pulls yes. down a rebound and then all of a sudden you realize he's not outletting it. He's going up the floor with right. it and the and the crowd yeah. just starts to like, do you guys get that way on the bench too when you're watching? Absolutely. Last night he actually got a rebound. He pushed and he went coast to coast. He got fouled, but it was the fastest I've ever seen him run. And it was, like, fast. And it was fast for not, like, just a tall guy, but fast for an NBA player. Like, he was moving, getting in and out of traffic. Like, and it's weird because when he dribbles, like, the level of his bounce and the dribbles are, like, the size of usually the defender or, like, somebody else. You think it's somebody going to feel it, but he just has a great hand on it. He puts it behind his back. He can go in and out. He puts it through, you know, little tight holes. It's just I don't know. He's a he's a different type of guy. 
Do you think D Ross that like all these guards that they he gets matched up on, they always want to test him. They always want us yeah. to step back jumper or something over him. They just it's like what you're saying. You just can't believe it's real. It's like he surprises guys. Yeah, I mean it's people people haven't I feel like people haven't played against him a lot. And usually, you know, when you have a tall guy out there, you can kind of gauge how much space you have, even when they have like, you know, the little stick hand up trying to deter you from shooting. Right. But people think because I don't know, maybe because it's bull and he's, he's super skinny and they, they just like you can kind of get a moving. Yo, he can recover and he can also jump like he's very athletic. So when he jumps, it's not like jumping at you. He's jumping to like the peak of where your shot's going. So like he had a, a good shot or a block on Luca last night with the same thing because Luca shoots with a ton of arc. And he's still just like, hey, just, I'm just going to meet you where I think the ball is going to be and not where you're shooting. So uh, I think he has a really good feel for that. And guys are kind of – it's tough to try to figure him out, man. People don't know if they can get around him or if they could, you know, shoot over him. But he's definitely a, a tricky defender. Well, we're going to let you workshop the nickname thing. I like alien, unicorn, mythical thing. We, we're we're going to let you – we're going we're gonna to put that on you. We're going to let you we're gonna come up with some sort of a nickname. Well, that'll be the yeah. Oh, all right. for sure. All right, Terrence. Well, I appreciate it, man. Keep up the great work. Best of luck the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you guys. How's it going? All right. You got it. That'll do it for this Thanks, edition Dave. of Magic Pod Squad.